You are now tuning in to Youth Youth Voices Voices Amplified, a podcast production from the Community Enrichment Project, a youth civic engagement nonprofit. Hi, uh, my name is Adina, and I am a global ambassador for CEP. I am a 22-year-old student from Finland. Uh, I'm a former UNESCO youth delegate for Finland, and I have been very active in the international education setting. Hi, uh, my name is Peter Franz. Uh, I am, whereas you are more of uh, engaged in the youth policy and the youth sector, I'm engaged in the in the student constituency and in the international student movement. Uh, I am a 20-year-old student currently pursuing degrees in uh, philosophy, law, and international relations in Prague, uh, and I am a board member at the organizing bureau of European School Student Unions, or OBSU. Mm-hmm. And we originally actually have been in the same student organization when we were in high school. Yes, so, so you also have a background yes. in, the, in the international yeah. student movement. Yeah. And we are at the Transforming Education Summit 2022, where we're trying to approach the global problems uh, that are found within, uh, within the education sector and sort of trying to release mm-hmm. relief or soothe them, so to speak. Mm-hmm. What has been your favorite discussion this far that you have taken part in? Um, I have to say that uh, I, whether it be the summit or the pre-summit, uh, the thing that I always enjoyed most were the interventions by the by Leonardo Garnier, who mm-hmm. is the special advisor on education, because yeah. uh, uh, he also has a background in uh, in the student movement. He was uh, he was engaged in it in the seventies, mm-hmm. uh, and. It, it is clear that he also like works with this theoretical groundwork of, of, of what it is that um, uh, a social movement requires mm-hmm. and what it is, because he was a part of one in, in the 70s. Uh, so that's all also a, a part of uh, what I try to do, because mm-hmm. um, as people try to sort of uh, add in the theoret- theoretical uh, overarching theory to, to student mm-hmm. and youth activism, um, they usually lean uh, on the th- uh, on the theories and the writings of Paulo Freire mm-hmm. uh, from the pedagogy of the oppressed saying that you know to every action you have to have also reflection because mm-hmm. when we as uh, student or youth activists when we uh, do merely action mm-hmm. it's just spontaneous eruptions of passion that mm-hmm. aren't followed up on whereas when we merely lef- reflect I mean we may just like throw our mm-hmm. hands away into into armchairs and uh, and just await the judgment day. Mm-hmm. You have to have both action and and reflection. So that's sort of what I'm what I'm trying to give to the student movement. Mm-hmm. This reflection, working on like uh, Habermas's social theory, trying to uh, sort of look back on the legacy of the student movement and um, and, and and see how I can I, I can add to it as not just an activist but also an academic. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of like a long-winded uh, answer to what I like mm-hmm. most. Add it on to with, uh, with sort of uh, mm-hmm. what I also add uh, or what I would like mm-hmm. to, to add to it. So let me just throw that question back to you. What's, uh, what's uh, your favorite part about the summit? What do you uh, hope that it will achieve? Well, I've taken part in mostly conversations about women in education and girls in education. Uh, and I think for me, these are the most interesting themes. Also, uh, I've written about this uh, topic as a journalist mm. before, and I think I've learned a lot about uh, how COVID affected 
uh, especially girls in education and why was it especially girls that were affected and I think these were all kind of uh, aspects that I had not thought about before like even um, there was a good uh, talk about um, this by the education minister of Namibia mm -hmm. and she was telling that uh, during COVID when the schools closed uh, over 2,000 girls uh, got pregnant during this time when they returned to school and this was her example on why especially girls are, were affected when there is a crisis and why in the future they're also going to be more affected if there is a crisis of some other kind like in, in education um, so I think that was a very very good panel and I, I look forward to taking part in more discussions about this topic and yeah I think this has been most interesting for me this far yeah that totally is an, um, uh, an important thing to mm -hmm. take uh, take in mind um, especially since not only with women, but um, you know, crises like these that always um, impact marginalized communities yeah. the most. Uh, so thank you for the, uh, the amazing work that you do. Um, maybe um, what I wonder mm -hmm. is, um, what do you hope that? What is what is sort of the follow-up? What do you mm -hmm. hope that the young people um, gain mm -hmm. in their minds, in their hearts, and in their strength mm -hmm. uh, as a follow-up to the summit? Mm -hmm. uh, what's what's next? Does it end with New York, or is there anything else on the road? Yeah, I definitely don't think that it ends in New York, and I don't want it to. I think. Uh, so many people that are here together with like uh, youth participants are doing so much good work locally in their own field. And for example, I really want to take all the things that I learned about, you know, women in education and of the effects of COVID crisis on uh, uh, girls and education and then write about it when I go back and, mm -hmm. you know, uh, use kind of what I do to uh, talk more and bring the conversation, you know, because most people are not here with us. And this is information that I think everybody deserves to know. So I think I really want to take it from here and bring it to the world to see. I, um, what about you? <laughs> thank you. Thank you for uh, putting the ball back uh, in my court. Um, I, even though the, you know, the youth and the students are separate constituencies, I hope that the youth declaration really serves the, the, the one that we mm -hmm. declared together on this summit, uh, which includes demands mm -hmm. that are aimed at uh, various stakeholders, especially heads of government and, and uh, representatives of government. Mm -hmm. What are the demands of young people uh, for, for education in the 21st century? Mm -hmm. uh, I definitely hope that despite it being a youth declaration, a lot and a lot of uh, national or local student movements will be able to use it, will be able to use it as a sort of a mm, pressure mm -hmm. tools to see this is what the global student and youth community has, has achieved. What are we doing about mm -hmm. this? How are we doing the uh, mise en oeuvre, mm -hmm. the, the implementation, the really putting it into, uh, into practice? So I think at, at the very least, this in this international and global experience may serve as uh, something to be followed up on locally, mm -hmm. uh, regionally, um, and statewide. Um, and I, I, I don't know. In this in this context, I'm sort of reminded by uh, by this one poem. Yeah. I'm sorry for doing like these cultural references. <laughs> People hate me for it. Uh, but there is one poem uh, by uh, by an Irish author whose name I've managed to forget completely. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's about the Republic of Conscience. And at mm -hmm. the very end of this poem, it, it says that those who become the ambassadors mm -hmm. of the Republic of Conscience 
uh, are never to be relieved of their duty. Mm -hmm. And I think that is very much, wow. uh, very much what the people that have attended this summit carry in their hearts. They carry a deep sense of responsibility mm -hmm. of being the ambassadors of conscience, and they know that they will never be relieved of this duty. So I'm, I am confident that uh, the sort of grassroots movement will movements will be able to take. Uh, what they learned, what they gained, uh, put it into practice and, and, and be loud and be proud and be provocative mm -hmm. and uh, uh, be willing to uh, to make the change that they want to see in the world. So um, I think on, on, on that, hopefully at least a little inspiring note. Um, is there anything else you would like to add? No, I think you put it really beautifully. And I also think uh, to say that I think we're good examples of kind of you're 20, I'm 22. Just not um, to remember to not let anybody tell you that you can't do anything because of your age or uh, because you belong to a minority, minority or something like this. I think this is very important to remember because I feel like we have all been in rooms where we feel like we're not heard or listened or... Uh, uh, understood. So I think that's something that I really empower people to do to fight in those rooms to get your uh, voice heard and get, um, you know, like you said, uh, to get yourself a position to be an ambassador for what you believe in. Amazing. Well, on that note, thank you for anybody who managed to join in. I hope this has been useful <laughs> in uh, in any sense of the word. Mm -hmm. uh, if any anybody feels like they can take up the duty of being the ambassador of the mm -hmm. Republic of Conscience, yeah. um, there always is a way and there always is a venue to um, you know, think about the world in such a way that you don't mm -hmm. have to fall in despair. Um, so just uh, join the movement and, and, and be the change that you want to see in the world. Exactly.